cliffcentral.com. Hi, good afternoon. It's Michael Cowan speaking here, and uh, welcome to the Futurology Show. Uh, there's Mike, a bit of a little... Mike, Mike, you don't look like B1 or B2, pal. No, no, I don't. That's B3 talking here, and, and what's happened is B1 and B2 have bolted. I, I, I know B... B, uh, B1's probably getting a cavity search right now at the airport. Um, uh, just how he likes to uh, work with Australians, right? No, uh, he's, he's going to go and teach them a few tricks down there. So. <laughs> Good luck, B1. I, I hope you're listening and, and feeling very comfortable with the way you are. As for B2, I believe he might be administering some of these checks, or uh, where's he disappeared to? No, I, I think he is. Uh, he's suddenly gone silent, and uh, he, he, he's, uh, he should be on his way in. So he's just had a bit of a hiccup along the way. So... So you got B3 and uh, M1 stepping in. Um, that's, that, that's Brett Sinclair for those of you who have not met yes. B3 before. Brett Sinclair. Um, Ex-Googler. Now, what's it? Head of digital at Absa, hey? Yeah, I'm, I'm a real banker. A banker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going, going from like serious disruption and innovation to, to hardcore banking. Um, to Squirrel Rocks. Uh, to Squirrel Rocks, you, that's right. You, you're going to have to explain that later in the show there. Um, I can give you a hint, right? Go, do so, please. So it's all about ADH. Oh, wait, there's a squirrel. Ah, okay. I don't, I don't know if you got that. Uh, I, I'm, I'm still trying to catch up with where the squirrel's gone. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, just to continue from where we were chatting last week, we were talking around the, the world of, of automation, social good, um, you know, the, the future of what tech actually is. I mean, it is the futurology show, but, but the impact of, of, Technology on, on us as human beings. So again, it's going to be quite a loose show because, uh, B1 and B2 have bolted. So B3 and I have got complete reign of the, of the mic here and control of the, of the, of the keyboard here, which we have absolutely no idea what we're doing with. There's a keyboard. There's a studio. There's a studio. They're buttons. There so, are buttons. So, so you got B, B1, B3 and M1 playing on your buttons here. So, so, so yeah, uh, really just to summarize, uh, the, the, the chat from last week, we spoke about the world of social good, the impact of technology and the fact that, um, you know, to, to, to be successful in, in today's world uh, and the world of transparency, social impact is a critical part of going mm-hmm. forward and, and, and technology and, and data are playing a massive role on that. But really to kick off on the idea of automation, I, I, I personally find this a remarkably fascinating subject. I don't know about you, Brett, being a banker, but just you know we we see uh, you know these these driverless cars coming in um, but the impact that this has on the future of work how we get and receive products i mean amazon are testing drones to actually deliver stuff the world is is moving and and it's moving absolutely incredibly fast and i think you know, when we just look at the world of automation, um, you know, the, the, these guys who talk about what economies we are in is they, they, they're saying we're now moving into the automation economy. We, we had the Internet economy only kicking in in the year 2000. We had products way back in the 1940s to 70s, 80s, 90s, and then we had services. And then we went through the collaboration economy and the sharing economy. But we really are in the world of the automation economy. Have you got any thoughts about that, Brett? Because you, yeah. you know what I feel like today? Um, you know, when I first started my, my first job, suddenly we had absolutely no power and I was standing up on stage in front of an entire organization. Aged 20 what? Aged, uh, was that yeah. 1960? Yeah, it was about that. It was, it was actually 1959, <laughs> but let's, let's not give away anything here. <laughs> so that's the joke. I mean, we, we're so old in, in the world of automation. I mean, yeah, let's not even bring my wife into it, but you know, so, so yeah, that, that's what I feel like today. But your, your thoughts on the world of automation, Brett? Uh, I have to admit, I, I am in the world of finance at the moment and, uh, um, 
the world of automation is really being driven by the consumer and, and the problems that we're trying to solve for the consumer at scale, right? Yeah, absolutely. And, and you think a lot about the uh, large corporates at the moment, how we solve a lot of our processes is through hiring people, whether it's in the middle office or back office or call centers, to do the job that is very repetitiveness, uh, yeah. all about repetitiveness. And as we enter this kind of world of AI, what we're doing is we're, we're solving that repetitiveness. Yeah. Um, I, so there's a couple of ways to look at it. There could be the pessimist view, which is, you know, we're all going to lose our jobs because machines are going to take over the world. We're going to sure. reach singularity in a very early stage. Yeah. Um, and that all becomes very scary. And then you know, I suppose that is kind of an option. But another way to kind of look at it is um, we're trying to be able to do more with less. Yeah, so, absolutely. You know, uh, we often look at our, our, our kind of middle um, um, back office kind of environments and we find our teams are doing very repetitive tasks, which makes it very difficult to um, – Build motivation and build culture because yeah. it gets really kind of dull and boring. Uh, um, in fact, that's actually been kind. I mean, mm. I, mean c- c- I just cannot imagine going to work and, and oh. not having any value or purpose and all you're doing is pushing paper. Yeah. I mean, it really sucks. Correct. And, and that's a large part of the South African yeah. workforce. Um, so by going down the route of automation, by going down the route of robotics, those kind of non-empathy jobs – can be actually done. Yeah. It gives us the ability to take humans and get them to do stuff that's really important, like yeah. engaging with other humans, like building relationships, like solving other problems and creating For amazing sure. experiences. Um, we're able to, you know, reskill, retool our staff. Um, so we're really excited about that, getting away from the mundane, bringing in some of these more automated features. And by the way, Mike, this has actually been going on for decades, ever since yeah. the first mainframe got dropped in, which, by the way, is still at the banks, um, <laughs> was all about making life better, right? Yeah, um, absolutely. And and providing PCs so we become more efficient. And I think we're going to see that for a while. Yeah. And um, there's so many problems and areas that we've got to solve. And the more that we solve them, the more that we're going to open up absolutely. and fix. Um, can so, I can I ask yeah. you a question? You, you're talking about the banks there, you, you know, and we're talking about the impact. And we we, we raised mm-hmm. it last week. The 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 consortium R three, the blockchain. Uh, I know Apps is part of the the consortium. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what do you guys do from a human point of view? Because you know, at the at the end of the day, we all talk about technology, but it's actually humans first. Uh, technology second. You know, you need to design technology around the quality of the experience, which is a human value driver. And as you posted in your LinkedIn post, which we had a great conversation about mm, last week, the H2H. The H2H. Mm. Yeah, it, it sounds so like a chlorine. <laughs> it's a chlorine, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so for those of you who are listening in for the first time, you know, H2H is really human to human. It's not business to, to consumer or business to business, but it's, it's human to human. What are you guys doing about, about people? Because a lot of People are going to sign, suddenly find themselves in, in a couple of predicaments. A, they cannot think in a, in a dynamic, agile thought process, which is what technology is demanding from us. Mm. And B, the, the, the requirement to become more adept at what is going on and, and upskilling in, in, in those non-repetitive kind of tasks. How do, how do you guys face these kind of challenges? Because you've got a lot of people. Mm. You really do. Mm. I mean, I, let, let's, uh, because it's human to human, I'm going to look at both sides of the equation. Um, so first of all, uh, in large organizations, the goal is to deliver better customer solutions. Yeah. So, I mean, 
I constantly come across this. Organizations still sit there and say, how are we going to make more money from our customers? Yeah, right. Absolutely. We should be building like the worlds of Silicon Valley, which addresses the problem of solving customer problems. Yes. How do I make this product better or how do I improve the life of my customer? And that starts bringing into this concept of uh, design thinking. Yeah. And design thinking is all about putting the human in the middle and really understanding from a user experience point of view how beautiful and delightful the experience can be. And I, a great example of yeah. that, by the way, is um, the airline industry. So yeah, absolutely. They all sell seats, right? Yeah. When you think of amazing experiences, who do you think of? Yeah, certainly not uh, an airline. That's for sure. Oh, but but in the airline industry, who would you pick out? Um, from amazing experiences. Yeah, you, you know what? Probably Kalula. But but I, I'm 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 pulling here because Kalula, you, Emirates. You know what? I, I, I look. I, I don't travel internationally like you. I, I'm quite sorry, a sorry. Yeah, I forgot yeah, that I was know, talking to a player there. Yeah, um, yeah you know, I'm, I'm not as sophisticated as Brett Sinclair is, and uh, I, I don't have a scroll of rocks Twitter handle. <laughs> but, but, but no, exactly. You know, you know, it's the quality of the of the experience. It's still a seat. It's still the same hundred percent. Um, when you're in that Emirates experience, in fact, Virgin does a fabulous job. I mean, yeah, end to end from. Uh, I, I don't get no, the you know what? business class. No, no you, you know what? They right. don't because I've got long legs like you. And I, 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 I went to, to Virgin last time I did fly off to the UK. And I said, can I get one of the owl exits? And they wanted to charge me an extra 650 rand. You know, there were only two words I had for them. Yeah. Well, in fact, three. Only 650 rand. Sure. What? Yeah. Go, <laughs> go, go. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I, I was, I, as a matter of principle, I didn't pay. But, but, but then, you know, you get on the airline and you see some little short shit sitting at the seat. Yeah. And, and it really does make you feel. I mean, I have yeah. the same problem with width, right? With width. Yes, you do. <laughs> yes. In, in, in fact, when, when Brett goes to check into the, to the airline, he's not allowed to bag with him because he's already carrying his bag as part of his body. So, so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so you need two seats in the airline. That, you know, they, they, my menu actually is a banting order. <laughs> yeah. yeah there's, there's only one of them on, on, on the plane, and here's your packet of built on Brett Sinclair. And the quality of the experience of, for the poor sitting next to you is absolutely horrendous but yeah <laughs> yeah um and, and they don't let you near the booze tray of course because then, then then it just goes pear shape yeah, but anyway ba- back to technology and not your body shape <laughs> <laughs> so, so where do we go oh so it's designing human experiences yeah. and uh, so in, in absa right now what we're looking at is not just looking at the customer journey from a process design point yeah. of view but really thinking about i mean we've hired uh, guys with mo- mo- uh, mohawks, uh, tats, earrings. And we don't uh, see those guys that have to do it. Oh, no, no, no. The crazy guy. I guess guy with the awesome uh, dreadlocks and he heads up our copyright and he thinks about the personality of the bank. Eh? I didn't know there was a personality for banks. Yeah. But actually, it's a very good point. We're of talking course. to consumers. It's a human to human experience. It's human about values. Human. And values are human being things. It comes back to the world of branding. So how do you scale human to human? I had a lot of comments yeah. in that post where people saying it's actually bot to bot. And actually. That was B1. Correct. Yeah. So bot to bot, I wouldn't say it's bot to bot. I would say it's bot being able to scale your human experience to the point where you've got to realize when you need to bring in a human. Absolutely. 100%. To speak to another human. Because yeah. we all want to speak to a human. We just, it's the same point like uh, banks we struggle with 
um, are consumers saying, I really don't want to speak to the bank. You, you, and then sometimes uh, uh, they do. I was going to say, you, you know what? It's, it's, it's not so much the, the ability to speak to a human. It's, it's a bit more around the, your understanding of me as a human being so that I don't need to speak to you in the first place. Because if you deliver the right experience and the quality of that experience through the, through the platforms that you're designing, then it's a hundred percent. Just, just talking around platforms. Uh, and, and I think this is a, a massive shift in, in what's going on around how we build technology. I'd, I'd love to get your understanding of this because it's it's something that is um, getting driven quite hectically, and there's a whole new way of thinking. Uh, Brett, your phone's on the seat next to you. You, you should you should be in the studio here. It's like an absolute comedy show. Brett, Brett Brettsworth got stuck in the actual seat because he's trying to pull his phone out of his pocket, and I don't want to tell you what's happening after. But he's looking for his phone because we we we, we got to WhatsApp each other here just to yeah. make sure we're on track here. But I want to talk to you how how to build uh, microservices as opposed to the monolithic kind of structures. Um, you know, you know, because this is a whole different thought process, and uh, just at the same time that B one arrived last. Last year, uh, last week, B2 has arrived, and we are now officially BBM. I, I think this is like, is this not part of the program? Sorry, it wasn't an instant message or anything. I was, oh, I was B1 on Skype. Bit, bit yeah. delayed. There we go. We've and also B1 got B1. On oh, crap. Do we let him join the party as well? Hello. Hey, Hello. how are you, Brett? How's your cavity search hey, game? You. <laughs> <laughs> How's it going? Yeah, cool. Thanks. I just have to there say. There was no way I was going to miss out on a threesome. It just wasn't. Oh, an this is a foursome. This but is then amazing. I heard that the one wasn't there, so I had to come and help out the other B three. <laughs> so you guys are a bunch of legends. Well done. Talk about amazing things. There were just too many squirrels on my way through to the studio. I had to divert. <laughs> but uh, yeah, you guys have done a fantastic job. Um, and you stand on point. Well done, guys. Oh, we yeah. so impressed ourselves. Well, we 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 started getting deviated. Uh, it was around the alcohol trolley and the aeroplane, but. <laughs> Oh, so you, you get whiskey with an E then, and you, you're drinking the good stuff then, Brett and, oh, of, Brett course. And Claire, of course. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. So, I've run up a few flights of stairs. Um, <laughs> it doesn't look like it, by until, the way. Oh, he's sweating. You. Uh, amazing. You do um, look quite pale, though. <laughs> so, unfortunately, the wheels of industry keep turning while we do podcasts and stuff, and unfortunately, my clients don't really give a shit whether yeah. or not we're doing a podcast to talk about the future, because they're really interested in right now. Yeah. It's so, not futurism. It's nowism. It's right now. Nowism. Yeah. So, we've gotten, we, we have actually gotten to the time where we would be talking about the crux of the story of today, yeah. and we're still talking future change. <sighs> Welcome. Thanks, Brett Sinclair. <laughs> you are always well dressed with your Iron Man shirt and your black blazer. And Mike, you are just spectacular. Rubbish. Well, <laughs> I'm not seeing clients today, so I got slips, slip slops and shorts. A t shirt, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So we were talking about the future of change. Um, and it's really about how yesterday affected today, how tomorrow is yeah. going to affect the future. And uh, there's a lot of things happening. I mean, I was going through the in the news section of what to talk about during this show, and it's endless. There's so much stuff. There's. Elon Musk is changing the face of transport, as we know it. Yeah, He's there's B one changing the face of airport security. Yeah, yeah, and, and and the other side of airport security, not just the face. <laughs> Have we lost him? Brett, are you there? No, no, I'm here. I'm just actually <laughs> sending a message through to studio to ask him to increase my volume because I can hardly hear you guys. Oh, that's, uh, that's probably turn a good up your thing. headphones. <laughs> I don't have headphones. I'm on a cell phone, standing in a kitchen. In Sydney. <laughs> okay. Are you already there? I'm here, yeah. dude. She's, she's, what, what was the quality of your flight experience like? Terrible. Two hours delayed. 
and then put in a holding pattern above Melbourne. They must have known there was a South African on the plane. <laughs> they, me call call Bre- Brett Levy. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> B3. So, in the, uh, hello, pal. We, are gonna, we are gonna try to get back on track now that I've completely ruined the train of thought. So, uh, thank you for still, for those of you that are still listening, thank you. Thank you for sticking around. For those of you that, uh, find any of this useful, please get your friends to listen in as well. I'll promise to be on time later. But we, the world is changing and it's due to forces of innovation that are brought about by a need to solve global challenges. I think that's part of the things you guys have already touched on. Yeah. Maybe a bit more of a humor based package than we were hoping for, but. <laughs> Let's, let's keep rocking and rolling. So, but well, I'm going to let is, you guys carry on. I'm going to ring off. I just wanted to see if this all worked from uh, down under. Well, thanks for testing and us I'll live. I'll catch up with you next week for a proper controlled, scheduled right. time. None of your clients <laughs> getting away. Well, acclimatize uh, to your new situation. We'll chat to you next week. Thanks, B2. B1, Fantastic, what do you know? Guys, enjoy the show. Lovely, ch- lovely chatting. Cheers, Brett. Cheers, Cheers, Brett. So, let's get this on track. <laughs> We're, thank God for the power of editing, hey. Yeah. We're going to keep you guys busy. Okay, so those of you that are live, thanks for sticking by us. Uh, the thing that's happening in the, in the world today is that there's everybody's more aware of the world that's changing around them. They're, they've, there are a few that see the need to make the change, but it's the majority that actually start adopting that change that actually make the impact. Yeah. So I've got the, the social impact solutionist. I said social media last week, and I apologize for that. So social impact solutionist. Notice, yeah. And the African disruptor. Is, are we still going with that? I'm just going I'm totally still going are you with still, that. We're um, disrupting everything I'm African and so incredibly passionate about solving African problems, right? And uh, it, it, it's because we've got to focus on our consumer. And I'm going to drum that message home yep, everywhere yep. I go because that bad habit of South African business of making money from a consumer yeah, yeah. rather than Raping the solving consumer. our consumers' problems. Exactly. Yeah. And it's, it, the impact really happens, though, when the majority of consumers start to adopt the products or the services that are actually disruptive. So consumers are getting a lot more of a voice these days to say, hey, I actually care about what I want, and I don't want what you're offering me, so give me something better. You, you, you know what? I think they've got more than a, a voice. They've got a, a, a choice now. Yes. You, you know, and it's quite More simple. than a voice, you've got a choice. Yeah. I, I mean, if I don't like your service, I, I'm genuinely not going to stick with yeah. you. I mean, obviously, the problem is the, the monopoly kind of situations, like the airlines. I mean, there's not much choice. But yeah. uh, Tell you what, I'm, I'm, I'm suffering an interesting uh, situation at the yes. moment, thinking about the customer and their voice. Um, uh, so I bought a bit of Nando's uh, on oh, yeah. Friday, and uh, extra hot. Uh, no, I'm a bit of a wuss. Uh, yes. I like my lemon and herb. <laughs> and uh, so ordered it. Said that they would deliver, and said it would be under an hour, an hour and twenty past. Called, and they were like, "Nope, but it's now going to be another hour and twenty. And I kind of said to them, "Listen, you should have just told me straight off. You can't do it." And I would have picked it up. Yeah. And in that period of time, Fat Boy went to Burger King instead. <laughs> um, <laughs> And I thought, let me actually, in all fairness to Nando's, give an opportunity to fix this problem. So I got onto Twitter, let them know that we had a bit of a problem and did it in a funny, quirky way or something along the lines of tonight tonight was not hot wings for you guys. Uh, Two hours to deliver food because the guy did arrive two hours later. Oh, wow. Uh, Did you eat that as well? No. <laughs> Beautiful. I was tempting. It was tempting. Uh, I'm amazed your front doorbell worked. Uh, and, uh, well, he had to call me. <laughs> so, uh, and then I was, and a little comment was, you know, I think it's time you guys need to follow or drink a Red Bull, right? Yeah. Get you some wings. Um, 
And I got a response from them the day mm. later yes. saying, will you please DM me your details and we'll oh, solve the Jesus, problem. I hate that. And I just thought to myself, and like I know all corporates manage social media that way, but here's a brand that uses the voice of social to leverage their brand. Mm. But when there are issues with their customers, they try to turn down the volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right or wrong? You, you know what the problem is? Brett is is social media is now a business process. It's not. Mm. It's not our. Yeah. You know, certainly you and I can chit chat on Twitter and talk crap. But you know, when, when when you're talking to a brand, it needs to become a business process, mm-hmm. and and their ability to manage that and integrate that into the organisation to mm. solve the fundamental challenge. And you would have been much happier. A a day late is a bit late. But B, to say, you know, I've passed this on to so-and-so and they will respond to you according, you know. and, and we'll have a, a chat about it publicly. I'll yeah. Probably, you have a problem. It. It's an opportunity. Let's, let's resolve this. Yeah, and I, I absolutely. get you. You probably don't have the right skilled people on it, but yeah. it goes back to this well, H2H. Yeah. It goes exactly. back to this. Could you handle Use this better? Use the digital better? medium, but still be human about it. Correct. Yeah. And Automation could have handled it a lot better, right? Yeah, Blockchain, absolutely. Yes. It, there, this is the issue. Here are the possible outcomes. Let's try and root some sort of solution out of this. Mm. Yeah. But you had a great case study a couple of years back with mm. a certain airline that flies us to the UK. And uh, they dropped you and you I would have lost that. the whole… British Airways, that's yeah. right. And that was, a, that was a true test of like live Twittersphere actually coming to save the day. Correct. So tell us more about that. It's your story. Um, Do you remember so, all of yes, it? Yes, yes, yes. I, I remember, I remember making some of the details. all the stuff and tweeting. <laughs> I jumped on the bandwagon heavy in that one. So, I mean, that was fascinating. So I booked a flight with British Airways. Um, uh, I think they had a 24-hour delay that they, they didn't pick up and notify me, but Google Now did. Yes. And luckily uh, for Google now, they had picked up on it and had notified me. And I needed to be, I needed to travel. I had to travel. I needed yeah. to change the flights. It transpired that British Airways don't have a local service arm. They outsource everything. Mm. So actually there was no one to contact. They literally dropped their consumer over the weekend. So I'm on the island. I'm very frustrated. I had to move. Really important set of meetings I needed to be at. I think it was a Sunday evening, if I recall, mm. or fly on a Saturday evening, arrive on Sunday, um, where, where the, 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 the event kicked off. And what was interesting was, I think it was in the end Lufthansa, was it? Or one of the you other con- airlines? There was a concierge person that contacted yes. you eventually and saved the day with all. Jumped in. Basically, they sorted everything out. Flight. They, oh, from Flight Center. Yes. Jumped in. They saw the opportunity. Booked new flights, cancelled the others, did all that kind of stuff, and saved the day and put me on another aircraft, and I roped roped in everybody. And yet the response from British Airways was... There we go. Great opportunity for somebody else. Huge coverage. Can I ask a question on that? Because you you mentioned Google now. Uh, I mean, and and getting back to to the topic here, because that's all algorithm AI-driven, really, actually. Mm. Um, you know, you were a Googler, mm. you know, an ex-Googler. Zoogler. Mm. A Zoogler. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, how, how does that process work on the back end? Have you got any understanding of the AI yeah. process? Because, I mean, without Google now, the outcome might have been completely different. Correct. So the Google experience is kind of tiered up. So if you're a person who wants to remain in, in incognito, you're an incognito user, you don't want to share any of your de- uh, data, um, they provide all those kind of services. Then they have a logged-in user. Mm-hmm. And that logged-in user is if you want to use certain mm-hmm. features that are a bit more advanced, you log in, say, for instance, to Gmail or to YouTube. Then they have the super user. And I, I classify myself as a super user. And the point of a super user… I also user, classify you as a super user. <laughs> <laughs> Superb user. Um, <laughs> 
And what they do there is the more he's got nothing in here. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. Nothing at all. Nothing at all. I'm not looking at a mirror right now. Um, it does feel like it when there's three Brits in the room, right? It's very odd. Uh, and what they do there is you contribute so much data. You accept yeah. their location. You accept their access to your email. You accept all the search requirement. You accept everything. And what they do is they pull all the experiences together. So that Google Now project, what essentially is – what it's doing is the artificial intelligent engines are looking at where you are, what time of day, what have you got in your email that corresponds yeah. to that, yeah. that is of significance to certain micro moments, and they deliver an action. Yeah. So AI is turning us from this very um, – uh, the response in media is I'm going to respond with a look and feel. Like I'm yeah. going to uh, search is a good example. I'm going to ask you yeah. a question. I'm going to respond with some information. Yes. AI is bringing us into the world of I'm going to respond with the information, but I'm also going to trigger an action. Yes. Yeah. Now the internet changes, right? Well, it's sort of the next logical step. We've connected all the humans. Yeah. Now we need to connect all the things, connect all the moments. And, and derive an action out of exactly. it. Exactly. And the only way we could have gotten to this point was having connected humans. Yeah. Yeah. So yes. it, it Maybe makes that's another thing. But it makes sense. H C H. Yes. H C. What's the C? Connect. connect. Oh, connect. Humans connect yeah. to humans. Yeah. But that's the thing. Don't don't have humans be the end of the stream and then remove the humans. So AI and bots are fantastic. Blockchain is fantastic, but ultimately it's here mm. to serve us. And Absolutely. I think that's when Skynet starts to kick in when everything goes completely <laughs> pear shaped and we forget about the fact that humans yeah. are actually the. Yeah. So businesses are humans. Again, a yeah. lot of comments on that H to H comment, um, but. So you're in the business of solving human problems. Yes. Use technology to be able to scale to solve more humans' exactly. problems. That's it. And quicker. Quicker and at a lower margin. Yeah. That therefore drives more profit, right? Exactly. Absolutely. But but it's an interesting thought because here's a scenario. And, and and the question then becomes what happens to the humans and how do we actually survive in a world? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and let me paint the picture. So we've got automated cars, which means we've now got automated trucks. We've got automated trains. We've got automated ships. We've got automated delivery. Out automated of picking from a warehouse. Yeah, exactly. Right, so, right, yeah. so, I mean, we've almost got automated planting, collecting of food and products. So if you actually look at a, at a complete end it doesn't do is actually eat our food for us. No, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but but point. if you look at the supply it's chain. Pill. It's called a pill. <laughs> Pop a pull, bro. <laughs> yeah. um, but if you look at the supply chain, just just the impact, and if you look at the American numbers on truck drivers, yeah. the the volume of individuals and families that are supported by this, just that industry alone mm. within that broader supply chain is massive. Yeah. The impact that this has on us as human beings is absolutely phenomenal, yeah. which does raise the question, what's next? What is the future? Yeah. And it comes back yeah. to what we were asking about, the future of work. But I, I, the I find future it fascinating. Work, by the way, is all linked back to education. So all yeah. these jobs that did not require education um, are being impacted, yes. right? They're yeah. your non-empathy jobs. So like, and I get very frustrated. You guys know I'm extremely passionate about education and, yeah. and, 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 yeah. uh, and how we have the platform to scale education and do it differently. And I keep Absolutely. looking at the example of uh, an Ethiopian child or Ugandan child sitting um, in the rural areas who – has the potential to be brighter than the head of AI in Google, but yeah. did not have the education yeah. structures to, to follow, there. but is probably even brighter. Yeah. How do we identify that person and provide them with the skills to be able to grow to their so, full potential? I'm Absolutely. glad you brought that up. So the two questions that were actually planned when I'm present. And, mm. yeah. <laughs> we have a business-related question specifically around experience, customer mm. experience, as well as just general engagement for 
staff members as well. I think it's very important to yeah. have experience on both sides of engagement. Yeah. 100%. Um, productivity and service is also related in, in business. And then we're going to come around to an education question. Yes. Um, this idea that there is this overstimulation of senses in, in the world at the moment. How on earth do we fight for people's attention? Because it's impossible to teach anybody if you haven't first got their attention. So we'll chat about those two in the next 20 minutes. Let's take some some time to focus on business. Now, Brett, you tweeted recently a squirrel's rock. I think you actually spelled mm. squirrel's wrong in the thingy, but we'll forgive you for that. Uh, everyone's picked up on that. Swir- Damn it. Swirls I was rock. learning. I was learning. You didn't think it was ah. going to get on a sort of mainstream podcast. It's called bad education. Well, so it should be <laughs> S-Q-R-L-S-R-R-O- <laughs> ROC okay. way. Clearly, I rely. We'll read. I, I, I rely on Grammarly too thank, much. Thank God I for the. Thank God for the crop feature. We'll just crop uh, out the top. So, but the important thing that you actually did get right was having it. Having a digital department today is no longer acceptable in today's world. Your entire business needs to be digital. So, my follow-up sort of thought to, to discuss with you guys is: companies are spending a lot of it. A lot of time at the moment to attract the right talent into their business. Um, and they're spending even more time trying to create an environment where they would like to stay. And that, that I think is cool. Like you say, you were employing guys with mohawks at Absa. Yeah. You got these guys yeah. because they relate to someone somewhere and they Correct. see things differently to Diversity's guys in suits. Right? Yeah, it is. Exactly. So is this something that companies should be focusing or do you think that the freedom of expression uh, routine productivity should be left to the individual? So should companies go out of their way to create this? And I'm thinking of these conformed work work offices environments mm. where everybody's sitting sort of clone by clone in this open office with white noise dampening the mood. Um, or do you think – called a call center. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or do you think individuals should be allowed to sort of have that freedom? Because I think that if we're letting consumers dictate a lot of disruptive behavior through business, within businesses, we should be allowing individuals to sort of dictate how so the you, culture is created. You've tapped a very important challenge for me. So in the current corporate, it is a big corporate structure with lots mm. of ladders, and we're all geared around growing our careers up the ladders. Yeah. And the problem is you promote based on being better. So the, in theory, the person around the top is the best of the best. Yes. And in theory. That's the one theory. who actually plays the politics the best. Now, in this world where what you're suggesting, where I'm a firm believer, is that we should allow people to have the autonomy to solve problems in their own way and empower them and give them the mandate to be able yeah. to control that. Yeah. And therefore, you, you, you attract a vast diversity of people, both across sex, culture, um, uh, language, you yeah. name it. But in order to, do, to make that happen, you've got to change the principle from promoting good right up to the top to hiring better than yourself. Yeah, I, I quite agree. So hiring better than yourself means I'm mandating you to solve the difficult problems, and I'm not going to interfere as a leader. Yeah. yeah. So it's an interesting dichotomy that we've got to move from corporate structures there. And my big tester to corporates is, well, how do you feel if I say to you right now, you no longer have a corporate ladder? Do you want to work here? Yeah. Everyone freaks out. You've got a corporate trampoline. Everyone freaks out. Ah, yeah. what do you mean? It's I a mean, corporate jumping ah, castle. This is terrible. And then I go, well, we are going into this world mm. of – you know, you have to know your customer and you have to have the right people solving the right customer problems. The problem with the corporate ladder, sorry, Mike, yeah. is that some people think that there are rungs on the ladder mm. and other people climb on top of those rungs. And if you get too okay because of legacy or fundamental thinking from the past, 
you you're not going to go anywhere. Yeah. Well, you get well, comfortable. Complacent, I think, yes. is probably better. And I think yeah, a lot of the yeah. a lot of the topics through the news around AI and automation and everything is is coming to a point where it's is it breeding a culture globally of laziness and complacency that isn't going to lead to innovation later down the line? And we touched on that later. And you you said absolutely not, Michael. Yeah. Uh, and, and and I still think that. And I think you you know if we if we just take you know flip ourselves. 50 years into the future and we look at the economy we're living in, I, I do believe it'll be fundamentally different. You know, we will have... It has to be. Yeah, we will have things like uh, universal basic income and we That's will... That's brilliant, that, yeah. isn't it? Okay, wait. No, 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 no hang on. Uh, but, but let, let me, let me. As a capitalist, I feel like no, stuffing I, with income will demoralize the hell out of me. No. You, you, so you, let's, uh, let's no, talk about no, this, I, right? And I'll tell you why I, I fundamentally disagree, is human beings have the innate desire to create. No one wants to sit and be bored. No one wants to have boring friends. And I do believe... Unless you're a teenager, right? Unless you're a teenager, which which you're allowed to be at that <laughs> age, you know. So, But you know what? At, at the end of the day, if, if and, and let's look at the broader system. You know, we've got our food taken care of. We've got our deliveries taken care of. The hierarchy we, we, of needs is done. Yeah, it, it's pretty much done. You, you know, the, 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 there's going to be a stronger demand on creative expression, on, on things that are fundamentally unique. And, and that come out of our inherent ability to create. And I think that is an implicit driver to being mm, human. Mm. We want to create things. We want to do stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't want to sit at home and do nothing. And do but we also, not want to get better? We do want to okay. get better. It's so a fundamental driver. I'm going to onto this argument here. No, it's a fundamental driver of human beings. But also, let's also not confuse basic income with so, uh, giving everyone more than enough money to go and buy 10 million rand kind of homes. I do think also the, the banking system and, and everything will be fundamentally different, mm-hmm. but it's too big a conversation to open the door completely. Especially here. when the host was late. Yes. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But I, I do believe that as human beings, we want to produce and we do want to, to drive. And I also think mm-hmm. when we flip to the side of consumption, I think we'll also learn that when is enough enough because also we live in a world today where consumerism has become the religion and the more con- we consume mm, the mm. greater our status etc and it's it's a remarkably shallow principle and concept but it's actually quite interesting yeah. the more we consume the more our status increases but and like I keep nags on me is uh, social credibility as a as a currency right yeah cuz facebook is brag book you know, we get on the social. I mean, we're showing off our children. We're it's, showing it's, it's off It's actually what we bullshit do. book because what happens behind the scenes is very different to what has been shown. Nobody oh, will oh. ever see somebody that's constipated. Exactly. On purpose. Exactly. That's a good point. Without yeah, it being yeah. a meme. Though I have seen someone take a photo <laughs> of them on the toilet, right? <laughs> no, but I mean, there is there is that. But like, Facebook is like the glossy magazine of life. It's this amazing surface level and everybody thinks they know you based on your profile of Facebook and it's like what that's, yeah, that's what? a good point eh? yeah I mean I'm trying to I mean I'm not big into Facebook because I don't know I let, I let my wife talk about it um, I do find it quite <laughs> creepy when I meet people for the first time and they go so how was your weekend I see yeah. you had a jaw at wherever I'm going how on earth did you know that it's called well, privacy settings we had <laughs> we, we had an, we had an emergency with my daughter and we ended up having to rush the hospital to to get it sorted out and while i'm in the crisis i'm getting people phoning me saying i hope your daughter's okay i'm like how the 
How do you know this? Yeah, and then I'm like, my wife in the backseat going, hey, everybody, hashtag awesome, hashtag crazy, we start the weekend. I'm like, what the fluff is happening? Could you just stop for a second? Yeah. What's happened to what's happened to the show? Okay, yes. yes. I, I'm hearing a... Squirrels rock! No, Yay. no, I'm hearing a beep every time you try to say fuck or fluff or fucked. Or, <laughs> what's going on here? Uh, B1. B1. I'm just calm. take off that... Um, he's back. No, no, he's gone. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get back into... We're talking about business and digital. Yeah. We're going to get to the education side of it just now. And... Uh, but it is very much about how humans, individuals, are starting to dictate how this changes. And the more that starts to happen, the bigger the change yes. will happen. So The more problems we solve, the more now, other challenges we're going to address. No, right? And I guess that, that's human. It, it is. We're never going to run out of problems. We're never going to run out of problems. That's, and that's the fun part. That I mean, awesome? this is why we're in Africa. We haven't gone to Australia. As long as, we keep it, <laughs> as long as we keep believing that there are more solutions than problems, I think we'll be an okay as a society. But yeah. is that not human capital? Yes. Yes, of course it so, is. And that's why you want UBI in place. So the people that have the great ideas, that don't have the necessary 100%. benefits to become the head of Google, are at least empowered to some level to have an impact. Correct. Yeah. Beautiful. Exactly. And yeah. So UBI is a fantastic thing. It's it's the first blockchain currency outside of Bitcoin, I suppose, mm. to to actually be giving to those less fortunate. Oh, okay. I didn't know about it. Didn't you? Oh no, UBI. that's very. You know how many uh, you, cryptocurrencies there are? Yeah. So OMG. Oh yeah. yeah. There's. I've got this tool that gives me, well, and it, it might be the app of the day. <laughs> oh, <yes>. um, <laughs> what we we missed it? Where was I? We missed app of the day. So. Um, if I do want to do a quick punt for your app of the day session, it is. It's called CoinCap, and it gives you a live feed on the price of all the cryptocurrencies in the world at the moment. Smashing! I nearly fell over. There were so many. Anyway, yes. yeah, that was app of the day. So create <laughs> dis- create the one disruptive cryptocurrency that joins them all. So, but going back to this idea of why not UBI? Why not messing with capitalists? society and all these things and, and having people want more because of financial incentives, mm. I think fulfillment is a bigger driver than finance. Oh, I, I mean, the research is quite clear on that. If you look at salary drivers, it's it's number, I don't know, five, six, seven. But And, and companies that perform are driven by meaning and purpose, yeah. not by financial rewards. And that's how you attract kind of A-grade people, right? Absolutely. The more educated, the more uh, uh, talented you are, the less that salary matters to you in your life. Absolutely. As long as it's enough, though. It's always got to be enough, it's right? Got to be enough. And there's a good test for this. How many mm-hmm. times have any of you listeners or any of you guys actually been in a day and you're – we say we've got the best career ever. Say we've got Brett's job. And, <laughs> oh, no, no, no. no. And sure. We get to sit there and we go – the bank? <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. It's one of your jobs. <laughs> but um, you're sitting there and you, you thought, I could really be creating a pina colada on a beach somewhere. <laughs> like how often have you thought, like, life could be simpler and better if yeah. if I could just focus on doing – that the fulfillment that you think you'll get, and the fact that you allowed yourself yeah. to daydream means that fulfillment yeah. isn't what you're getting currently. So, so can I roll with that? Yeah. So um, it's nine a.m. and you're on the beach and you're on your first pina colada, and then it's nine thirty. You're on your second, and then you're on your third, then you're on your fourth. Hmm. And the problem with that is, sooner or later, you will wake up with a hangover. <laughs> the grass is only green on the other side because there's more shit. <laughs> Absolutely, that's how that's how Plato found his students for the philosopher here. He yes. fed them a whole lot of wine and women and song, and those that got bored with it very quickly. The were truth will out. Students. Yeah. Some some truth is found by discussion, and th- some is found by practical application. <laughs> exactly. And we just, you know, I'm willing to burn my hands a few times. Just give me a pina colada and let me find out for myself. Uh. So. 
That'll bring us to education. Hopefully you'll make better decisions if you are better educated. But the sort of flip side of it, as I mentioned, we live and operate in a world that is exposed to overstimulation. And yet somehow when it comes to some level of formal education, we turn off all the stimulations. So for those of us with kids yeah. or have in the latter years of our boring high school ex- existence, the, the reason why they turn off the stimulation is to limit the distraction and hopefully assist and focus. But I find that very counterintuitive. If something yeah. was interesting to start with, I would actually already be paying attention to you. Therefore, in this world of stimulation, it's better to start adopting better ways of getting across the education. Uh, I, I, I read a book the other day. It was called Deep Thinking. Yes. Um, I don't know if you read it. I forget who it's covered like it. this. <laughs> no, it, 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 Sorry, I'm, I'm holding my chin. For it, 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 it was actually a guy with a very happy, smiley Chief face. Um, and, and the challenge that we face today is that there are too many superficial distractions. And I think it's going to be an interesting um, evolution into education because yeah. this, this, these stimulations are making us stupid, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. I mean, to spend half an hour scrolling through face, Facebook. Yep. Uh, I, I mean, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going right back to uh, uh, artificial intelligence holes yeah, or machine yeah, yeah, learning. Yeah. I know these are very broad topics and I'm lumping them up into a couple of acronyms, but you know, in, in education, for instance, the more that we can learn about the likes and habits and performance and shaping and taking each student on their own path yeah. through education and knowledge, um, surely we'll get them to their expertise or their passions a lot quicker. And again, it's a beautiful opportunity to take machines to yeah, accelerate. I, I think it's a great point. And we, we're taking one standard process, right, in education, and we're trying yeah. to apply it to all. Yeah. Um, would we do that in our careers? No ways. No ways. Why mm. do we do it to our children? Yeah. That's the thing. I, I, I feel for the most part that boredom due to a lack of interest is a worse thing than a distraction. So you've got to, you've got to have people's attention, mm. specifically kids. Mm. And it's not so much about teaching them a mundane curriculum. It's about letting them understand what's happening in the world today. And there's this idea where historical pasts and learnings, yeah, it's great to know what happened. But the world has changed so fast and so rapidly that the millennials are going, everything you're teaching me now has got zero relevance yeah. for anything I'm going to need in the future. Like, it, love that. Eh? And yeah. it's, it's, I love working with millennials. I, I love the way they challenge the norm. They have the confidence mm. to essentially go, well – that makes no sense. And I keep putting myself back in when I was yeah. 21 mm. and chatting to anyone more senior because my education yeah. system had drummed into me, you will respect, da, 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 da. and that's wrong, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. And millennials will challenge everything and they're open to figuring out new ideas. Yes. Um, we've got to harness that. I mean, it's yeah. such a, we don't harness that in South Africa. No, yeah. we don't. We don't. So I haven't left a lot of time for some mm. more discussions, and I, mm. I, I do once again apologize for you guys not ha- being hostless for a while. Thank you for holding the ship down. I've, I'm completely undoing any editing that's going to happen in this show. So <laughs> thank you for listening to the uh, – this should actually be renamed to the future of chaos. Um, but I'd like to start the wrap-up, and we can talk about things. Uh, but predominantly, I've, I do feel that education is a right, not a privilege. Mm. It's it's something that should, that everybody should should have. Well, if we're talking about UBI, we should talking about yeah, uh, agree. UBE as well. So there should be basic yeah. education across the board. Access to information is a necessity, not a luxury. This digital divide that is more of an abyss these days needs to be closed, and it's up to big corporates, big business, and forget disrupting the next thing. Let's start fixing the things that need fixing. Yeah. So it's it's a it's maybe just a perspective change that needs yeah. to happen. Uh, I have written a little article, a little bit, and I'm going to mm. just finish off with this, and mm. then what's, whatever's left, we'll wrap up together. 
So with the ever-changing world throwing new and exciting ideas at us every day in every tweet, post, selfie, website, or app, the questions that everybody is asking is how do we keep up and how do we filter the useful from the useless? I think there's so much information. And yeah. if you're a corporate, you fake know. Fake news. Fake news. Damn you, CNN. Yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> Did you uh, see that Sean Spicer yeah. thing? That was amazing. <laughs> but uh, the, good, the good news is that it is possible. And the, the one important thing that I would like to see is that the youth of the day is identifying with themselves, not identifying with what people think they should be doing. Yeah. Because who the hell are we to tell a millennial whether they're right or wrong? Um, once they start to do that, they will understand themselves and be able to see what they can do, how they can do it. But the challenge actually is finding out who, in terms of companies, they can collaborate with in order to achieve these amazing innovations of the future. Oh, collaboration so important, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I got goosebumps actually saying I collaborate. Say that. that was beautiful. Well, like, carry on. Sorry, sorry. This is inspirational. No, no. Sorry, I'm just yeah. got to throw the points in because I spent time last night really just crafting this. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you got chair in time to actually to, chair to, to say it. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> it would have been a very interesting tweet that may have been misspelled. <laughs> <laughs> but so coming back to the end wrap up is uh, the challenge for businesses today is to allow a space for a shift in perspective for new ideas and philosophies to be formed, but to investigate and leverage the opportunities inherent in the wealth of the youth and wayward thinkers. So you don't need to be young yeah. in order to be a wayward thinker. You can be a crazy bunch of people that arrive half an hour late for things and still be able to make a difference in the world around you. Mm. Um, Basically, you will never see the light if your head is in the sand. So if you don't know what's happening, get your head out the sand, ask some Absolutely. questions. Hashtag the future is coming. The new hashtag for the show, by the way. So Beautiful. go out and do it. But that's the end. We've got two minutes. And I'd like to wrap up. Where do you think we are in the future? Quick, short, the elevator pitch, the tweet, the 140 characters of... Develop a culture of continuously iterating. Fantastic. Mike? I... Uh, uh, one word. It's exciting. Yeah. And, and stay curious. Can yeah. I add uncomfortably exciting? Yeah. Uh, that's a great way of putting it. Yeah. Uncomfortably exciting. It, if you want to be successful, get comfortable with the uncomfortable. Totally. A hundred percent. Had a whole bunch of guys saying yeah. that as well. So, guys, thank you once again for holding down the ship and doing such an amazing job. I truly love having you guys in the studio. B1, I hope you're settling into your Australian vis villa, wherever you may be. Um, until next week, this has been another episode of the Futurology Show right here on Cliff Central. Till next week. Cheers, guys. Cliffcentral.com.